I just want to pause this episode for a second to tell you about something super exciting that I'm hosting on the 22nd of May and it's absolutely free. It's my brand new imposter syndrome breakthrough masterclass. I cannot wait because in this one hour masterclass, I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from struggling to execute with confidence and feeling not good enough and confused as to how you can make changes to exploding your personal confidence in your leadership role and eliminating imposter syndrome for good so you can make the impact you want to make while maintaining balance and having a lot more fun too. Trust me, this is going to be so worth an hour of your time. Head over to lucygarnan.com forward slash masterclass right now to save your seat. Welcome to the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I'm Lucy Garnan, ex-corporate leader turned CEO of my dream business, helping corporate female leaders just like you to create your dream career and life. At 40, I quit the corporate world as I was tired of doing a job that no longer lit me up and wanted to live my life my way. I created the Powerhouse Revolution podcast to give you simple, actionable tips and strategies to help you create the perfect career and lifestyle that you and your family deserve. So if you're a corporate female leader or manager who is ready to step into her superpowers and live the life you were born to live, you are definitely in the right place because life is way too short to dread Mondays. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Hello there, gorgeous, and welcome back to another episode of the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. Guys, thank you so much for all of your love on my podcast. It is growing exponentially at the moment, and I am so, so grateful for every single person who has shared this podcast with a friend or left a review. Um, I just want to read out a lovely review that um, I received there a couple of weeks back, and it is from CID0789, who says, I cannot recommend Lucy's podcast highly enough practical and actionable takeaways to help you succeed in work and life. I was nodding along as it felt like she was speaking directly to me with some of her insights. Get listening, you won't regret it. Thank you so, so much. I wish I knew your name. You have no idea what reviews do for this podcast. It basically tells Apple and Spotify and all those platforms that actually this podcast is worth listening. And if they think it's worth listening, they'll push it to more people. So if you haven't already left a review, all you need to do is go into Apple Podcasts, click on the show itself and then scroll down. Like there'll be a few episodes, maybe like six episodes. Just keep scrolling down to the bottom and you'll see a section where you can leave a five star review and also you can write a review right underneath that. I would so appreciate it. On Spotify, you can't write a review, but you can just go in and rate the show and give it a five star review. Please do that for me. I would be so, so grateful because I want us to grow this podcast and you can be part of the journey. So today we are going to talk all about work-related anxiety and the reason I chose this topic for this week is that I was with a client there a couple of weeks back who was feeling really anxious about work. So she was kind of at, I'm going to say she was at like an associate director level and she was a people pleaser like many of us are and she was kind of finding herself feeling really anxious over work-related tasks so she'd go in in the morning to try and get ahead and this one particular morning she went in because there was lots of stuff going on 
and there was a team member who was waiting at her desk for her at like 7.30 in the morning and she said she just couldn't turn him away because he was there and he was looking for her support but this was kind of constantly happening and it was kind of making her feel anxious because she couldn't get on top of her workload and she wasn't speaking up in meetings. So today I really want to kind of go through some of the things that you can do um, if you do feel anxious about work. It really is just a type of anxiety that comes from work-related stressors like deadlines, workload, maybe even job insecurity with everything that's happening right now in the tech world. And it can be really challenging to cope with, but there are strategies that can help. And in this episode, I'll be discussing some practical tips as always to help you. So the first thing really we want to do is we need to really talk about what exactly is work-related anxiety and how does it affect us. So according to a study by the American Institute of Stress, work-related stress is the leading cause of stress in the US with 80% of workers experiencing stress on the job. Now this is true for anyone I meet as well. Stress, work-related stress is a huge problem. But it can manifest in a variety of different ways. So you might feel overwhelmed, you might have difficulty concentrating, or you might even experience physical symptoms such as maybe headaches or stomach aches. Like a lot of my clients would tell me they get a knot in their stomach or a pain in their chest. Or I know for me, anxiety always manifests in my chest. I kind of feel this kind of, not even tightness, but I feel this cold air. It's really strange, but it manifests in people in different ways. It might be your shoulders. But if your body is experiencing those things, it's just you need to pay attention to what your mind is telling your body. So research has shown that job insecurity is actually one of the most common causes of work-related anxiety. Um, But in my experience, a lot of work-related anxiety that I would see would be to do with not being seen as being good enough, having imposter syndrome and feeling like you need to conform to the corporate's way. And sometimes you can even lose a lot of yourself when you work for a big multinational. So, you know, I am so grateful, especially in Ireland, there are so many multinational corporations in our in our company, in our country, which brings a whole lot of revenue into our into our little island of Ireland. But also corporations have to be very, very structured and they have to have policies. They have to have guidelines. They have to, you know, bring their teams along to their mission and their vision to deliver for their customers and to deliver for their shareholders. But I know when I worked um, in the corporate world, I lost a bit of my identity and gave it to the corporate identity. So I became kind of brainwashed. And I know it sounds really bad, because I actually had a great experience, to be honest. I loved actually working in the in the pharmaceutical industry. But I became brainwashed into their way of thinking. And because I wasn't maybe being true to myself and my values um, and who I really was, this caused me a lot of stress. So some other common triggers of work-related anxiety. You know, I was reading another one. Let me just see what was that one. It was the, it was again, I think it was the American Psychological Association. They found in their study that this top sources of stress were workload are people issues. So I know a lot of you, most of you listening are leaders and I hear it time and time again, you know, people management is the most difficult part of the job. It's, you know, you're dealing with different personalities, you're dealing with conflict or you're not, which is even worse, which is a lot of the work I do and the work that I do with them, women when I work in my programs and my masterminds, we look at how to handle these issues because These are skills you're not taught in school or sometimes you might go to a lovely training 
but you don't embody it, you don't implement it, so you forget. So it's really, really important that, you know, you as a leader, that you you don't allow this, this fear or this anxiety around, you know, tackling conflict to hold you back because that is your job as a leader. And no matter what happens in the world or where you work, you're always going to have to be able to manage conflict. So it's super important to be able to find a way to use the tools and strategies that I teach for sure anyway, um, can support you. So if you are feeling anxious at work, what can you actually do to manage work-related anxiety? So there's tons of different strategies, but I'm going to share just five strategies right now that can help you if you are struggling with work-related anxiety or stress. So if you're multitasking, come back to me. The first strategy is, my famous line is, you have got to set your boundaries. One of the most important things you can do for yourself and for the people around you is to set your boundaries. So what does setting boundaries actually mean? So it means learning to say no to tasks that are either way outside of your remit or your workload and setting re- you know, realistic expectations with your boss or your colleagues about how you want to be treated, okay? So I am not saying that you become one of those rigid people that we've all had reporting to us that has a job description and doesn't want to deviate from it. I am not suggesting that. But you can't help all of the people all of the time. So if you, if you didn't hear that, I'm going to say it again. You can't help all of the people all of the time. You've got to fill your own cup first, okay? You need to teach people how to treat you. So I recorded a full podcast episode on the ultimate guide to setting boundaries way back in episode number two. So definitely go check that one out after this one because it's really important. But setting boundaries can be really difficult to do because it does require massive mindset shifts around your own identity and self-worth first. So when I work with my one-to-one clients on this area, you know, it's very easy for me to tell you to go and set boundaries. But when you work with me one-to-one or even in my masterminds um, or in my trainings, well, more so in my masterminds actually, and in my one-to-one setting, it's more private. We can really help you to understand why you're afraid to set boundaries, what fears are holding you back, how you might reframe your mindset around your boundaries and how we can build your self-belief and your self-worth so that you realize that you get to decide what you do with your time. You get to decide for the most part anyway, um, where you choose to focus your attention. Because if you're listening to this, I'm imagining you that you're in a senior leadership role. So your job is to be that driver of change. It is to set the vision for your department or your region or whatever area you're working in in your bit in the business, right? So if you're too busy in the weeds, which is something I hear all the time, too much in the detail, you have no time to be strategic. And then you beat yourself up for not being strategic, right? So if you want more time for strategic thinking, if you want more time just and spaciousness, like this is my, my new favorite word, spaciousness to just be and to just think, The only way you will ever get that is if you set your boundaries. So if you do need some help working on your boundaries, on your confidence and on your self-belief and on your leadership skills, absolutely, please give me a shout. You can email me at hello at lucygarnan.com or DM me on Instagram or LinkedIn and we can have a chat. I would love to help you. It's literally one of my favorite things to work on with people. It is not selfish to set boundaries. It is necessary. And you will actually, what happens is you end up being more respected 
and you end up with more confidence um, and as well you're going to end up with more time to do the things you love like getting outside I hear all the time from the ladies in my mastermind we we do this thing on a Friday where we celebrate weekly wins and one of the things that all of the ladies who are from director level to executive level that are in the group one of the things that they all want is more exercise or more me time and we hold each other accountable and I promise you like it is so so possible for you so again if you want any information on joining my mastermind I would love to chat with you again you can email me at hello at lucygarland.com or you can dm me on instagram or in linkedin and I can tell you all the juicy details about what goes down in our private group and in our sessions with our guest experts and everything So setting boundaries really will, right? It really is the way forward. So that's the first thing you want to do if you want to reduce work-related stress and anxiety. The second thing that I would recommend is practicing self-care. Now, this self-care word is just so fluffy. Sometimes I can be a bit allergic, but I don't know how else to say it. But you've got to fill your cup. And filling your cup does not mean filling your cup with more more on your to-do list or, you know, taking on more workload. Like, you have got to nourish your mind. You have got to give your mind space. You have got to nourish your body with good food. You have got to take care of your mind. You need to take care of your mental health and your physical health. Get your sleep. And I know, again, this is like really can be a real challenge, which is why a lot of women I work with, this is where we focus because you don't currently maybe have the mindset that this is possible. But I am telling you, it is so, and it's not only possible, I have helped hundreds and hundreds of women to actually do this. So I promise you, women who are at like SVP level, C level, to completely change how they view themselves, what they're capable of, and what always ends up happening ironically, which I love in the most parts, is actually when they set boundaries and take better care of themselves, more opportunities come their way. So the opposite actually happens. So in this self-care piece, right, What do I mean by, I suppose, taking care of your mental health? Really things like relaxation techniques, like just even breath work, right? Just deep breathing, just taking a minute or two in the day or even 30 seconds. Actually, let's just do it now if you're not driving. Just take a second wherever you are once you're you're safe and just stop what you're doing. Just stop. And I want you just to close your eyes or just cast your eyes down for just a minute And just drop your shoulders, relax your jaw, and just breathe. Just pay attention to your breath. So feel the temperature of the air as it enters your nostrils. And just breathe normally and just exhale. Just imagine yourself breathing in positive light energy and exhaling any tension or stress you're holding on to. So even just by practicing something as simple as what I've just done with you now, you can do that anytime. That can really, really help. So mindfulness is another thing, like mindfulness and meditation is something I swear by. And I know that a lot of women that come to me, they're so busy, they're in this trap of the hamster wheel and on the treadmill that 
they don't have time for this but it's actually you're just killing yourself like you I, I had a Fiona Brennan from the um the positive or the the positive habit she's an author she's amazing if you don't follow her go follow her and she came into my mastermind group um because I have guest guest experts on every month for different areas for leadership and work-life balance and fun and health and everything to try to support all of the women leaders that are in the group and Fiona talked about like just the power of like just pausing just literally pausing and just taking a few minutes just just to be with yourself so so important so the other thing with self-care then is obviously regular exercise so exercise is super for reducing work-related stress and anxiety and there was a study published I can't remember who that actually found that employees who engage in regular exercise reported lower levels of work-related anxiety and improved overall well-being so why is that so we are energetic beings. I always say that to you and I want you to really connect when I tell you that. We are made of energy. So when something is happening around you, you are literally absorbing that energy. So if there's a lot of negative things that are happening around you, you are absorbing that negative energy into your body and then you are actually magnifying it and amplifying it by your thoughts. And then that manifests, that energy like twists and turns in your body and it manifests as stress in your shoulders, your neck, your back, your stomach. You might get headaches. So the only way you can release that energy is by movement. Okay, otherwise it just sits there. So even things like going for a brisk walk or jumping up and down the trampoline or boxing like if you have boxing gloves at home like my my nephew has a boxing bag in this house and even just moving your body or if you don't have that you can do what's called shamanic shaking which is where you shake off your body to just release that energy and even grunt and let sounds come out like so 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 powerful to help you to do that the other thing you can do then the third thing I'd recommend then is seek support like guys this is what I'm here for if you are finding you know if you are ready to take action and if you you know are not coming with any kind of childhood trauma or anything like that I'm not a therapist I don't work through that but what I can do is I can support you to um to take back control of your time to take back control of your life what I can't do is change other people so if you're multitasking come back to me some people that come to me um, will spend time, you know, I suppose, focusing on other people and what they're doing wrong. But that's the biggest mistake anyone can make. I've done it myself. You cannot change other people. You can only change yourself. But what happens then is that when you change, others around you change. So if you are finding it difficult to manage work and manage the anxiety and the stress that comes with it, please seek out, reach out for support. Absolutely reach out to me. This is, I love working with women on this area because a lot of the time I'm teaching you the skills and tools you don't have to be able to cope with this. I teach you strategies to manage your workload. I teach you how to set boundaries. I teach you and not only teach, but I support you and help hold you accountable to push yourself out of your comfort zone, to think differently, to give you tools that you need to be able to get the best from your team without squeezing them so you have more time. So there's tons of stuff. So you don't have to do this alone. You absolutely don't. So please, you know, reach out to me um, again, hello at lucygarland.com or on Instagram or on LinkedIn. We'll link it in the show notes or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, I would, I, I'm. this is what I do. This is my baby. But if you're not ready for that step with me, absolutely just reach out to a friend or a family member or even, you know, a lot of your companies will have employee assistance programs where you can speak to a therapist 
Um, so again, it just depends on what you need. Um, definitely, definitely reach out for some support. And if you're not sure, you might be thinking, well, how do I know if I need to work with you, Lucy, or if I need a therapist? I'm so messed up. That's how I used to think. Um, I have recorded a podcast episode, episode number 22, called Do You Need a Coach, a Therapist, or a Mentor? So go and check that out because I break down exactly the role of a coach, the role of a therapist, and the role of a mentor. And I explain in a lot more detail exactly kind of what I do. But if you have any questions, of course, um, please just don't be afraid to reach out. Like life is too short to struggle. The fourth strategy then that I would recommend you do to manage work-related anxiety and stress is to prioritize. So prioritizing your tasks is going to just help you get so organized and it really does reduce feelings of overwhelm. So make your to-do list and prioritize your tasks based on their importance and their deadline. So this will help you to stay more focused and it'll just help you to feel more, more in control. So a lot of people, excuse me, um, find it difficult to prioritize because they believe, believe that everything is a priority. But everything can be a priority. It might be a priority for your company, but you're only one person, right? So you've got to be able to kind of come up out of the weeds, get strategic, look at the business goals, look at the big picture. If you're not clearer, you need to get seek that clarification, but be ready to know, I suppose, your, I suppose, your capacity in a sense. And just because you're, if you're at like, I work with a lot of women who will be at VP level or SVP level, just because you're at that level in an organization does not mean that you have to dedicate your entire life to that company. Because what's like, unless you you love it and you're not stressed and there's no anxiety and that's all cool, if that's what you want, amazing. But if you're feeling stressed or your work-life balance is out of sync and you're lonely and you miss friends and you wish you had more time to exercise but the company is taking your time, the only way you ever change that is by taking back control. The only way you ever change that is by making a decision that you're worth it, that you deserve more. And I have I was thinking of a client of mine that um she was at yeah I think she's like an executive vice president I get so mixed up with you all and all your different titles um and she was working like 70 hour weeks and crazy hours on you know different time zones and things like that and she was so afraid to step back because she had this imposter syndrome that a lot of women would struggle with and men too and she really didn't want to step back because she was afraid that you know, her team would drop the ball or that her boss would think she was incompetent. But what ended up happening is she completely burned herself out and she had to take the time away. And, you know, we did a lot of work together and things like that as well. And she went back with a newfound confidence and new boundaries, fresh perspective, a lot more trust for her team. And literally what ended up happening was she was sought out for promotion to divisional president as she loosened the reins. So if that's not evidence to support the fact that when you take care of yourself, magic things happen, I really don't know what is. And then just before I leave you go, the the fifth thing I would say when it comes to managing stress and anxiety at work is to take regular breaks. So I know a lot of you block out your lunch break, but you don't bother taking them. And again, I'm going back to Fiona Brennan when she came in to talk to my mastermind group. I asked her that question, like, look, a lot of the ladies here, well, you know, they block out the lunch because she was saying, oh, block out time in your calendar. And I was going, yeah, they do, but they don't take it. Um, she said something that was really profound. And she said, um, like, you wouldn't treat a dog like that. You wouldn't not give a dog a break. And I thought, 
wow, that really was profound because sometimes we work ourselves to the bone. Like what's it all for? You've got to get disciplined with yourself um, to be able to pull yourself away and realize that you're not as important as you think. And I'm saying that with compassion and kindness. I had a client there a couple of weeks ago who had worked for her company for 20 years and was made redundant. She'd given her life to this company and all of a sudden she's gone. I have another client who was told she's made redundant last week. So don't fool yourself into thinking that, you know, you're doing it for the company and that it's going to reward you. It may not. So you've got to take breaks. And actually, there's lots and lots of research out there that that supports the fact that the most there was I think it was a study of like the top 500 CEOs, if I recall correctly, and they take breaks every 37 minutes. 37 minutes. Now, I know that might not be possible for you, but even if you were to try to have 55 minute meetings and just have five minutes to just do a bit of breath work in between, even if you took half an hour for lunch and hauled your ass out for a walk, right? Get yourself a a partner in crime that will help hold you accountable um, and that will really, really help you as well. So just to recap on the five strategies, number one, set your boundaries. And again, I would be super happy to work with you on any of this because I absolutely love it. And I have tons of tools and processes I can take you through that will absolutely help you there. Practice self-care, like just take care of yourself. Seek out support. So again, be it me or a friend or family member or even your EIP service, please don't do this alone. Number four, prioritize your workload, learn how to prioritize. And I recorded a full podcast, episode number 60 on my method on how to prioritize like a CEO. So definitely go check that out. There's a free guide with that and everything that gives you my powerhouse prioritization matrix. Please, please go and download that. It will really, really help you. And number five, take breaks. So that is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, I highly recommend that straight away you go and you listen to episode number two, episode number 22, and even episode number 32, which is all on how to manage worry. I think those three will be super, super um, useful for you. So look, I know this is difficult. I really, really do. But I want you to know above all things that you are not alone in your struggles and change is possible with the right mindset, with the right strategy, and with the right support. So if you need support in this area, if you have been struggling on your own, working long hours for a long time, and you are tired of missing out on things, you're tired of beating yourself up, you're tired of second guessing your decisions, you're tired of other people not playing ball with you, please reach out to me because I have so much I can support you with there, okay? So again, email me hello at lucygarland.com with the word just powerhouse or even just DM me on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Just DM me the word powerhouse and I'll know exactly what that means if you don't know how to start the conversation. So that is it for this week's episode. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, please reach out. I love hearing from you. Like genuinely, absolutely love it. So please reach out. I'd love to know how I can support you on the podcast. And if you enjoyed this and found it valuable, like I asked you at the start, please go into Spotify and click that five-star ratings or go into Apple Podcasts and write me a short review. I will read it out on the podcast next time. I will always read out your reviews um, every now and again. So it would be cool. I could give you a shout out and you could hear me mention your name and all your words that you say about the podcast. It would be amazing um, for me. And also I would love to give you a shout out. So that is it for this week's episode. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Um, take care and I'll talk to you again soon.